to another level of Death Metal Arcade. My name is Andrew Gladue. And my name is Trevor Layton. And every reputable video game has to have a water level, but we don't like the water level, so thank you for playing another level of Death Metal Arcade. Andrew, the theme music, please. <laughs> And welcome back to another level of Death Metal Arcade. I am Trevor Layton, here with my co-host, Mr. Andrew Gladue. That is still my name. Alright, so what do we have on the books for today, Andrew? Well, obviously, I um, definitely prepared more for that water level that we apparently were just going to skip over. Dude, nobody the likes warning. the water level. You, you know what? You could have warned me first, that's all I'm saying. Are we breaking up the podcast? <laughs> no, because... We are now recording in a brand new location. We are. Uh, that's where there's the the reverb, and we have our special guest on the podcast today, Squirrel, the kitten that's upstairs. You might hear him peeking his head in every now and yeah, then. Coming all up in here with his meow. He sounds like a laser gun a lot of times when he meows, which I think is cool. But, uh, <laughs> just, just like I could picture holding him one hand with the back feet, one hand with the front feet, and just meow. <laughs> <laughs> Like one of those slow lasers, though, that does extra damage if it hits you. You know right, what I'm talking right. about. But yeah, you don't get that in the water your, level. Your new house, at my, which is very weird to say. At Ashley's new house that I live in and pay some bills at. Um, no, no, we got this house. Um, she, We were scheduled to close on it before we went on tour. Right. And the date got pushed back a couple times, so she ended up closing and moving while we were on the road. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, so far, so good. I'm fucking loving the place. I'm loving seeing my family every day. Right. You know, it, it's it been a great time. It's fucking tight. Really I've... settling into the stepdad role a little more solidified. <laughs> I've never seen somebody so excited about having a goddamn ice maker. Dude, and that's just ice cube trays suck bomb. <laughs> and did you see the dishwasher? I did. I did. Tight. It was just hilarious to be seeing you... Go through this new kitchen be like, and here is a drawer where I have a pizza cutter for yeah. when I make this tight-ass frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah, well, I, see, it's because that would be that would be the second frozen pizza I've made in this house. Right. Uh, the pizza cutter was not in this drawer when I made the first mm, one, I so you. I cut it with a butter knife. Oh, no, that never works well. Uh, it works surprisingly well. Really? Uh, yeah, dude, that like, was, you'd be surprised how, surpri <laughs> how, like, how well it worked. It was good. <laughs> All right, so, a couple months ago, we talked about an amazing new comic arc that had just started coming out, and that was Venom. Mm-hmm. And while we were on tour, the new issue of that graphic novel series came out, so I went out today... With the single, the single goal of picking up that one comic book. But then he walked into a comic book store. <laughs> I walked into a comic book store and walked out like $60 poorer. <laughs> <laughs> because of the $15 comic book I wanted to buy. So <laughs> well, tell me, Andrew, what did you spend the other $35 on? So I bought an entire miniseries. I see. <laughs> Of the Batman who laughs. Okay, you know, tell me a little bit about the that. laugh man. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> I like to in my head when I hear that. I like to picture that it's just Batman, normal Batman, but when he laughs, it's like he's voiceovered by Seth Rogen. Like, <laughs> I, I, I am the knight. 
Where is she? Oh shit! But yeah, it follows. Um, if you don't know anything about the Batman who laughs, it's a alternate timeline Batman um, who gets hit with, um, you know, basically the Joker toxin, which is a thing that's held inside of uh, Joker's heart that when he dies gets released and makes whoever kills him the new the new Joker. Right. All right. So um, this Batman who laughs comes into this timeline, or rather the the Batman timeline, um, with another character that I found very interesting, which was the Grim Knight. Oh. Yes, which is basically Batman with machine guns, which is super tight. Okay, so the Punisher. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but still DC. So. Right, right. right. <laughs> so I've only made it through the first issue. I'm not going to spoil too much, aside from the fact that uh, this Batman then takes on the Joker toxin. To defeat mm. this new bat, this uh, Batman who laughs, but I'm not spoiling anything. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the first issue, and looking at it here, there looks to be at least seven. There are exactly seven. Exactly seven. Wait, okay. wait, to count. Dude, I honestly just like looked at it. <laughs> I'm very proud of you for being able to count to seven. Thank but more you. importantly, Venom. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, I would really like to go back to the Batman who laughs thing because I really want you to be able to picture it. So okay. I've, I've prepared this for you. Right. I am darkness. I am the night. <laughs> like, I, just, I really think that if they do a live action Batman who laughs, I want Mark Hamill as the Joker right. and Seth Rogen as Batman. And I really, I never thought I'd say that, but like, I really want that. <laughs> Sorry, Robert Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Alfred, fetch me the bat car. <laughs> like, <laughs> Alright, so Venom. <coughs> so in the first issue of this graphic novel, we learned a lot about the origin of the symbiotes with their whole hive mind thing that's somewhere in the universe, mm-hmm. right? And um, Venom fights this dragon thing, super dope, um, ends up coming out of it with like severe PTSD. Uh, this novel happens... Uh, about five weeks after the events of the first issue, um, where he has been uh, all but abandoned by the symbiote, or without the symbiote actually leaving his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wakes up being experimented on by an alternate universe, Reed Richards. Hmm. You know, Mr. Fantastic. Right. Right? Um, and this dude's <clears throat> super creepy. And I don't like him. I would like a. Philadelphia cheese steak. No, I, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> That's Professor Pig, and apparently a regular at my restaurant, but we'll talk about that later. I think you've talked about him once before on the we podcast. We have, but yeah. not his return. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, this, um, this issue really goes into uh, the PTSD that's associated with having the symbiote in general, mm-hmm. which is super tight. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they went into something like that. Um, Again, I don't want to spoil too much of it because I think it came out like maybe two or three weeks ago. Right. Um, so I'm not going to spend too much time delving into the storyline, but definitely pick it up. I'll talk about it more in depth on another episode. Mm. I know after. you said that this one's a lot less action-packed. It's very much world-building. It really is, um, which really makes me excited for what they have in store next. Um, I read this thing maybe half an hour before I left to come up here. 
because mm-hmm. uh, that's just when I got home from the comic book store after spending too much money. So. Right, right. <laughs> I feel like too much money is really a... Uh... A dollar? Yes, you are correct. Right, I mean, well, no. <laughs> I mean, like, too much money at McDonald's and too much money at a comic book store are really subjective. Right. And they're very vastly different things. Because, I mean, too much money at McDonald's is, like, 20 bucks if you're eating by yourself. Right. Too much money in a comic book store is like, ah, oh, fuck, I dropped $400 on dice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got, I got three dice. I don't want to talk <laughs> about how much money I dumped into buying gaming dice. <laughs> I know, it's, it's ridiculous. I really don't understand why gaming dice are uh, so expensive. Right. But while we're still on the topic of, um, of comic books, mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about, I was telling you about it a little bit before, um, before we started recording, uh, we got we borrowed someone's account for this. It's uh, it's called Shutter. Mm-hmm. It's basically Netflix for horror movies and science fiction horror. Right. You know, just, it's it's all horror movie stuff, but it's like different types of horror movies. But one of the things that it has on it is one of the last things Stan Lee ever worked on before he passed. Oh, man. Um, it's called Stan Lee's Lucky Man. And it's... Watching it really does feel like watching more of those uh, realistic types of comic books where it's not like a superhero, but it's somebody with supernatural abilities. Right. You know. And I'm trying to see if there's a description on it here. Um... I can't find a description of it, but from what I remember from the first episode that I watched, basically, uh, the main character, the detective, gets hold of a, um, a bracelet that basically allows him to control his own luck. Like, he can right. turn his luck on whenever he wants, but it works the way that you would expect it to work if, like, say you had wished for it from a genie. Right. Where every time you use it, you get the yang to the yin. You know right. what I mean? Um, And, like, in that episode, he uses it at one point, and his daughter gets hit by a car. Right. You know, there's there's always that give and take with it, which I think is really cool. Um, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Yeah, because, definitely. one, Stan the Man. You right. know what I mean? Stan the Man. But, two, I mean, it really is just an interesting show so far. It is very gripping. It's, it's just cool. You know, it's... It's cool to see an idea of Stan Lee's that doesn't involve superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. But into even more news. Okay. E3 just happened. E3. I think E3 is still happening, isn't it? I don't know. God, we're bad nerds. E3 Shit. might still be happening. It's not that we're bad nerds. It's that like I only buy video games when the price drops. So why right. do I need to watch one? <laughs> the new ones that are coming out? But I have caught you know different things that have come from this E3 that I am excited for. Even if I don't get them on release day, right. that I'll definitely be getting. One that I might get on release day, because I've been excited for it since it was first announced. Uh, there's actually two. There's two games that right, they announced right, E3 right. that I might get because I've been excited since both of them were first announced, which is The Outer Worlds, yeah, which is uh, made by the creators of the first two Fallout games. Right. I, I want to say that it was Interplay, but it just totally slipped my mind when we started recording. Right. Um, <laughs> but but it'll, it would be easy enough to find. Just look up Fallout or Fallout 2. 
and you'll find who the developer was and that's who's developing this game and it looks like if fallout took place in outer space it's really dope it looks super fun it looks uh it looks exactly like you would would expect black isle studios i i I think it's a subdivision right um but i could be wrong i don't know uh or no published by interplay yeah okay (laughs) the, the publishers is who i was thinking of um, but it looks exactly like you would expect Fallout to look right. if it moved more towards science fiction and less towards the apocalypse. You know, it has right. a lot right. of science fiction, but like if you if you imagined them going and starting at the apocalypse and then building to science fiction, right, it would lead here, which is super dope. I'm excited to play it. It looks a lot like Dishonored. Uh, gameplay yeah, wise that's what I was thinking um, when I saw that trailer it looks it, super tight yeah and it looks that. beautiful you know it's got like just cartoony enough graphics for it to still be a science fiction game right you know what I mean uh the other game I know you're also excited for oh yeah cyberpunk 2077 give me my Keanu Reeves <laughs> yeah not even because of, <laughs> not even because of Keanu because I was we were talking about this a minute ago too Keanu Reeves has been in the news so much recently, even before E3 happened, before people knew he was going to be in Cyberpunk. Right. You know, just like in general with John Wick 3 coming out and stuff, he's been in the news heavily. And it's wild because he's been in the news so much, and then he's at E3, it's announced that he's a character in Cyberpunk 2077. And just today, I saw a video where he's apparently going to be voicing an Evil Knievel action figure, like a based on Evil Knievel style action figure, um, Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4. Right. And it's just wild, because you think of companies like Toy Story, and you think of game developers like CD Projekt Red, who put so much thought and so much detail into their games, and like into Toy Story, how, how much detail Pixar puts into all of its movies. Right. You know... You know this wasn't a last-minute thing. They added Keanu Reeves because of hype. Like, Mm -hmm. this is something both of them have been working on for a while. Like, CD Projekt Red said that uh, Keanu Reeves' character, Johnny Silverhand, is going to have the second most amount of voiced lines in the game, second only to the playable character. And also, can I just comment that that is, like, one of the corniest character names I've ever heard, and I fucking love it. but wake the fuck up, (laughs) Samurai. Like, I mean, it's just such a tight scene. And I really hope that they start selling the vest that he's wearing in the the game demo, because I would wear it every day. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, on stage. It's so tight. (laughs) But yeah, those are the two that I'm definitely the most excited for. Uh, If I had to pick a third, I would definitely pick... The Destroy All Humans remake oh, that they're fuck, doing. Yes. Destroy All Humans is so one of my favorite games as a kid. I fucking <laughs> love it. Um, so one thing that, not going to say irritated me about E3, but I was definitely a little bit perturbed, um, was the fact that they went and announced all of the new consoles. And the reason that irks me a bit is because um, I don't think we were friends yet, but back when the when I first bought my PS4, I bought it for one reason and one reason only. And that was for Kingdom Hearts 3, which had just been announced in like 2014 when the PS4 came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out in the beginning of this year. And now there's already going to be a new console. 
Right. <laughs> it sucks for me that they're doing the new console already because I just got a PlayStation 4. Right. Um, Luckily, it's going to be the early stages of the new console. Which you should never buy anyway. Right. <laughs> well, not even, not even just that, but it's a tried and true thing when a new console comes out that for at least the first, like, five to six months... Every major game that gets released on the new console also gets released on the previous gen console. Right. So, like, I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, the first, usually, like, the initial releases on a new console are stuff that was at E3. Mm-hmm. Even not even that every time because usually the consoles aren't ready when right. those games come out. Um. Right. So what it usually ends up being when a new console comes out is that like the first round of games. Are games that have already been out that are yeah, just redone, like you think of, for think, yeah, 5. think of when the PS4 came out and we got the eighth edition of Skyrim, right? We got a, <laughs> we got Grand Theft Auto Five again, uh-huh. you know, with added stuff. Don't get me wrong; it was worth it to get it on the next gen console, but not if you were just interested in like the story, right? If you yeah, just cared about the story, right. you probably already played it. You know right, what I mean? Right. Definitely agree with you on that point. And I hate to say that we're going to have to move into another segment. I hate that you say it too. <laughs> also not a fan of you saying that. Oh, but you know what? The theme music's so tight, you can't even be mad at me for it. I actually can. Can I, you? I want you to know that I 100% can be mad at you for it. <laughs> Alright, well, it is in fact time for the news. I'm so sorry to say, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Seth Rogen. <laughs> God damn it, Rogen man! Alright, so first on the docket today. A team busted for driving 105 miles an hour blames too many hot wings for bathroom emergency. Which is fair. <laughs> so this one is, um, this happened in Canada. You know, America's hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Canada, I watched the documentary on Rush yesterday. That was cool. Yeah, that's cool. But <clears throat> back to the buttholes. CBS <laughs> local in Canada. Too many hot wings. That's the excuse a Canadian teenage driver offered the police after he was busted for speeding. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Manitoba recently stopped the 16-year-old after an officer clocked his Camaro at 170 kilometers per hour, which in American is 105 miles per hour. Still like a reasonable amount. Right. It's still a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Officers say the driver claimed he was driving so fast because he had eaten too many hot chicken wings and really needed to get to the bathroom. I see you dancing with this theme music. It's really growing on you. No one can see it, so... (laughs) The officers were apparently not impressed. They posted a photo to social media on Thursday, writing absolutely hashtag no excuses for that kind of speed. Of course they used a hashtag. They have to stay relevant. (laughs) The teen was fined... Getting hit with the youth. (laughs) (laughs) The teen was fined 966 Canadian dollars for speeding. And additional 203 Canadian dollars for driving without a supervising driver. That adds up and translates to 881 in American dollars. Wow. That is a big fine for speeding. That is a big fine for speeding. Jesus Christ. I mean, it was a 
it was probably a large amount over the speed limit. <laughs> In a follow-up tweet the next day, the police said the teen's license would most likely be suspended. Well, yeah, I mean, they don't want to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to say it right now, you know, fair trial and all that. Yeah, I do have a bunch of hot wings in the um, fridge if you want to eat it to get home fast. but i would if anything i would just like to thank canada for that news article for real like well thank you canada well i want to thank them for it one because it was entertaining it was interesting and it did involve you know buttholes and hot wings which is cool and speeding which i love that (laughs) um but the main reason i'd like to thank it is because it just it'll segue into this so perfectly i want to thank canada for making us look worse with our next article. Like, just thank you, Canada, for making America look worse one more time. Right. This was published seven hours ago on Fox News. Yeah, people, we're getting relevant. Yeah, it's... I uh, hate it. (laughs) Alabama man allegedly fed attack squirrel meth to keep it... (laughs) to keep it aggressive. (laughs) An attack squirrel Coming hound. Soon to Marvel Comics. <laughs> right. Meth squirrel. Yeah, the new the new comic arc of Squirrel Girl has gotten real gritty. Um, but let's just jump right into it. An attack squirrel housed in an Alabama apartment and fed methamphetamine by its owner to make sure it stayed aggressive was rescued Monday. And I'm glad it was rescued. Right. Because for real. holy shit. Um, but also Holy shit. Uh, the oh, squirrel man. was removed from the alleged drug den by investigators. <laughs> the squirrel was removed from the alleged drug den. I just want you to picture that. By investigators following a bust at an apartment in Athens, according to authorities. Squ- squirrel caught red-handed on video stealing biscuit. God, I, I just can't believe this is real. Um, and it doesn't like look mean in the picture they posted with it either. Like, right? It doesn't look like a meth head. Um, it looks like a squirrel who accidentally got a hold of meth. Right. He, <laughs> one man identified as Ronnie Reynolds, thirty-seven, was arrested at the scene, but the Limestone County Sheriff's Office is still looking for another suspect, the alleged caretaker of the squirrel, <laughs> identified as Mickey Pock, thirty-five. The sheriff's office said that prior to the drug raid, officials were told Paul kept an attack squirrel in his home. <clears throat> it's illegal in Alabama. <laughs> it's illegal in Alabama to have a pet squirrel. Holy shit, that's the part they come in on. Oh, God. <laughs> Mickey Pock, 35, is wanted for multiple charges, including possession of a controlled substance. And I would just like to describe him to you lovely people for a second. He is bald. (laughs) He does have a goatee. He does have a face tattoo. And he absolutely has a neck tattoo. Yeah. Yes, he does. The the front of the neck. I'd like to specify that it's the front of the neck. So we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I'll I'll even let you read it. Don't worry. (laughs) Officials found the squirrel and released it into the wild per a recommendation from Alabama's Department of Conservation. There really was no safe way to test the squirrel for meth, the sheriff's office said. (laughs) 
Meth, drug paraphernalia, and body armor were seized from the apartment. I hope the body armor was in the squirrel. Like, I oh hope it was God. the I squirrel's body size. armor. I love that. <laughs> Authorities urge anyone with information on the whereabouts of Polk, who's wanted on multiple charges, including possession of a controlled substance, and I guess possession of a squirrel. <laughs> like unlawful um, possession of a squirrel? <laughs> to contact the sheriff's office at... Two five six two three two zero one one one. I know none of you will actually like be any help, but just in case you see a bald guy with a face tattoo, a goatee, and a neck tattoo on the front of his neck, maybe just call him just in case. <laughs> oh man! So we have one more article. After Personal that, favorite. <laughs> after that roller coaster, mm. this one is pretty sweet. Just because, <laughs> like, I can picture the type of person. <laughs> <laughs> Man with cocaine in nostrils tells deputies it's not his. Oh shit, boys! (laughs) (laughs) We got the wrong guy! (laughs) Is that like, is it Dukes of Hazzard? Like, what the fuck is, did this take place in Hazzard County? Like, (laughs) oh Roscoe, I don't know what you're talking about. This ain't my cocaine, and this sure as hell ain't Bo's cocaine. Like, you know, (laughs) oh god! A man caught with cocaine in his nostrils tried to convince deputies that the drugs weren't his during a traffic stop in Florida. Of course it was Florida. (laughs) 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 Two deputies with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office pulled over a vehicle and immediately noticed the passenger had a white powdery substance on his nose. I really like confectionate sugar. <laughs> the passenger. I, I was having a funnel cake! <laughs> a carnival's in town! Oh man. <laughs> the passenger, identified as 20 year old Fabricio Tuerez Jimenez. No I idea mean, if I um, pronounced that correctly. You've Probably convinced not. me. <laughs> told deputies the cocaine did not belong to him. So they noticed a white powdery substance, and they were like, hey, what's that white powder on your nose? Well, it ain't my cocaine, I can tell you that. (laughs) Should have gone with the funnel cake thing, dude. It's totally believable. (laughs) A deputy swabbed his nose, and the powder reportedly tested positive for cocaine. Have you ever been to a carnival? I would be surprised if it didn't have cocaine (laughs) in it. After inspecting the vehicle, the deputies said they found 250 grams of marijuana and 13 Xanax pills inside a backpack. Fuck my ass, that's a lot of drugs. <laughs> Jimenez was also carrying a small baggie of cocaine, the sheriff well, said. Shit. Well, it wasn't his, though. It wasn't his. And none of it was his. <laughs> the bag of shrooms up his ass certainly didn't belong to him, so I would the cocaine. <laughs> The 20-year-old was arrested on drug charges. No shit. (laughs) Deputies did not identify the driver. Mm. Oh, man. Here's a a Facebook post from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. (laughs) Something doesn't smell right. All caps, so please do that again. Something doesn't smell right! (laughs) Well, it's not my marijuana, I can (laughs) tell you that. District 3 deputies... Anita Rossi and Abigail Bieber, 
unfortunate, conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle where Fabrizio Tuanez Jimenez <laughs> was the passenger. Deputy Rossi immediately noticed that Jimenez had a white powdery substance on his nose. She recognized to be powder cocaine. She recognized it immediately due to all the cocaine that she had in her system. Yeah, it's also it's Florida, though. Everyone's on cocaine right. in <laughs> His nose was swabbed, and a test yielded positive results for cocaine content. Located a backpack, 250 grams of marijuana, 13 Xanax. A search of him yielded small bag. I feel like they just went over all yeah, this. Was we, the post was necessary? Just, no, it wasn't, but the picture is great. Mm. <laughs> I will be sharing both of the pictures from these or really, all three of the pictures from these articles. Might as well, just in case you see page. Mike Polk. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have one more piece of news that's not super funny. Yeah, it's a very, very awful, awful piece of news. Um, not not awful, but like it sucks. As some of you remember from not our last episode, but the episode before that, uh, when we were on tour. We had a special guest on the podcast with us, our other guitarist and other band member, Andrew Mims, who has unfortunately decided to gracefully bow out because he wants to pursue his voice acting career and he wants to move to power metal, which I can see it. You know, right. it's definitely something he's always loved. We're we're super happy for him. You definitely. know, it it has we're stressed about it, obviously. Because that does leave the band with two members, but right. hey, we can do studio stuff. We can still have a good time. Oh yeah, and we still can get, get drunk. drunk a lot. Yeah, we can get drunk whatever <laughs> the fuck we want now. Um, but it does mean we will probably have to put shows on hold for a while until we can find replacements for Mims and hopefully a drummer. Um, Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> but it's it's real sad to see him go. I've been playing music with Mims since I was in middle school. I was in my first band with Mims. I was in like five other bands with Mims and right. most of them just me and him. Right. And then with Manifest and I, in my head I was like, oh that's so awesome. I joined my first band with Mims and I'll be in my last band with Mims and right. not not the way it rolled unfortunately. <laughs> that does mean you're the only original member of Crawling Manifest still in Crawling Manifest. Yeah, I don't even let me think... tell you that's super fucking weird. Right. Like, it, it feels bizarre to me. Um, because when Manifest started, uh, there was an original five of us. Um, two of them left fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, we cycled through a lot of bassists. Right. And um, even before you came into the band, uh, we... Had, I was supposed to join the band as another bassist. You were. But <laughs> you did not. And I'm glad you did not. <laughs> um, but it, it's just very weird to me now. Um thinking about how Manifest has progressed and how we're going to move forward uh, with things and all that. Um, it's just really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. But we will, we will power through it. We've gotten through a lot of other shit. Yeah. But the, the main reason I want to bring it up, I want to say thank you to Mims for all the years that he stuck with the band. Absolutely. Because we've had so many good times. We just got back from our second tour. You know, right. it's it's really been a good couple of years doing this shit. And the other reason I bring it up is for our more local listeners that this Saturday, I'm, I'm going to date this episode, mm -hmm. this Saturday, uh, the 22nd of June, is going to be Manifest's final show 
with this lineup, you know, Andrew Mims, Andrew Gladue, and Trevor Layton. It's going to be the last show with that lineup, and it's at Fishhead Cantina in Arbutus, Maryland. It's day two of the Fate Maker Festival, and we would just absolutely love have as much support out there as possible. Absolutely. Let's give Mims the proper farewell that he he's earned after yeah. all these years. He's put in so much work over the past fucking five years with this band. Right. He deserves one last show that's fucking banging. And it's not all sad news with him leaving because we actually started writing a song last band practice before he broke that news to us. We started working on a little little ditty. Um, it was a ditty. And we, we decided... That the show, while it'll be his last performance with Manifest, will not be his last work with Manifest. We are going to release one single uh, within the next, I don't know, Hopefully couple within months. The next, like, six months. You know, yeah. We're going to release one more single with Andrew Mims on guitar. Um, <clears throat> a farewell song, you know. Right. One last project. Fuck yeah. To manifest to Andrew Mims. That was very harsh with those microphones. It was beautiful. <laughs> you know, and just thanks for all the support you guys have given us when it comes to our music career. Because I know everybody that listens to our podcast listens to our music. Right. So it's just kind of <laughs> you know, I, I went on iTunes to um, and I was just like dicking around for shiggles. I just typed in Chronic Manifest to see what the, you know, top downloaded stuff was. And on that list of top downloaded stuff for Manifest was this podcast. So, <laughs> That's wild. So I don't know if this podcast is getting popular or if our music just sucks that bad. Right. Prob- maybe both. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but on that, do you have anything else to add? No, I mean, unless you want to go into what music you've been listening to. Uh, mine's all the fucking same. No. Really, is it? Um, yesterday was the first day off I had since we got back from tour. Right. So I honestly haven't been listening to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, more or less the same for me. I, uh, I, I've been listening to a fuck ton of Fueled by Fire, that band that we found while we were uh, on tour. That, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the name of the band. So yeah. I couldn't yeah, I've been listening to so much of their shit. Yeah, they're, they're so, so good. Um, at work, I've been listening to a lot of Clutch because I just hook up to our Bluetooth speaker. Mm-hmm. And when you work at an auto parts store, blues rock is nine times out of ten something everyone's going to enjoy. Right. Uh, and then just like today or no yesterday, I've been listening to a lot of Meshuggah. I've nice. never listened to Meshuggah before, <laughs> but what happened is I saw that meme a while back of like the dude on the motorcycle who was bike idling was just playing Bleed by Meshuggah. Right. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to take my sugar. <laughs> but it was just playing Bleed by Meshuggah. And two days ago, I was driving my truck and a motorcycle pulled up next to me that was totally playing Bleed by Meshuggah. So <laughs> I turned it on on my phone and turned it up all the way. <laughs> and I just, I listened to it. And then, you know how Pandora does the autoplay? Mm-hmm. It autoplayed into some dope fucking shit so i've been listening to it a lot just because everything that's come on the station past that song has been just as fucking good i mean i've been getting a fuck ton of pantera fuck uh-huh. ton of lamb of god and a considerable amount of after the burial which i've never listened to before now but it's definitely up my alley right. so i've been listening to a little bit a little bit a little bit a couple ditties a couple, couple ditties here and there all right oh that was gross yeah and with that (laughs) 
I have farted in my own house. <laughs> and you have passed another level of Death Metal Arcade that luckily was not the water level. You are so welcome. <laughs> you want to give us one final play out here before I hit that theme music? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, come on. That sucks. One more time. Boop, boop. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Give me, give me a real one this time. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Ah! <laughs> there it is! <laughs>